Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Gaining Momentum, a podcast series designed to energize your career and life in general. I'm your host, Todulokbe Martin, and I invite you to join me and my guests as we explore valuable ideas, information, and actionable insights that will help propel you to the next level. Now, let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Gaining Momentum Podcast. And today, we'll be talking about key performance indicators. And I'm not going to be talking about it by myself today. I brought someone along to join me today. So welcome to Gaining Momentum Podcast, Oyindamola. Hi, Tolu. I'm really, really pleased to be here. Um, Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. So a quick backstory. Uh, Oyinda is kind of the book club Corey Faye. So she runs a couple of book clubs <laughs> and she runs, a, she runs a book club that I belong to. And we've bonded over books a little bit. So in the month of February this year, we were reading Atomic Habits, a book by James Clear, which we can highly recommend. And there was one section of the book that talks about indicators of success. So I'm going to just read a very short piece of that chapter. So this is page 18 of Atomic Habits, and it says, your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning habits. Your clutter is a lagging measure of your cleaning habits. You get what you repeat. So, I mean, you get the point, right? So lagging measures, we'll be talking about lagging measures uh, today. So I, I mentioned that that part had really struck me well, and that's when Oida and I uh, discovered our mutual love of KPIs. So I'm really happy to have her yeah. on today. So Oida, you're, you are a business advisor and you work helping people set the right KPIs. So yeah. perhaps we shall start at the beginning talking about what are KPIs and what KPIs are not. Yes, um, Toby. So I work um, in business improvement, um, performance management, and um, my team in my organization tries to coach leaders and managers on how to make their teams continuously improving teams. Um, What we find is that a lot of times KPIs, like you said, um, (laughs) key performance indicators generally tell you nothing about how a team is performing, you know, it, it, the word says KPIs, key performance indicators. But what you find when you go to a lot of organizations, a lot of teams is that they're measuring the wrong things. And um, like you mentioned in that um, reading from James Clare's books, Atomic Habits. So a lot of times people spend a lot of time measuring lagging measures. And what are lagging measures? Lagging measures are things that have happened in the past and leading measures are future indicators of how things are going to be. So you give quite a lot number of good examples there about your bank account is a, is a lagging measure of your spending habits. So what we find is that a lot of um, teams and organizations spend a lot of energy measuring or looking at key performance indicators that they have no control over. Not that they don't have a control over it, but they're not, it doesn't, it doesn't instigate any action. Absolutely. So I, I, I think it's so important to have the right KPIs. And where I got really interested in KPIs what was once I was working in a role, working with some external parties. 
And obviously, when you're working with contracts and contract partners, you have key performance indicators. It's a standard part of the contract. But in this case, it was very curious because our dashboard was always green, (laughs) but we were never really satisfied (laughs) with with the service that was being brought. So we had to go to the start and, you know, start to say exactly what you were saying to get a better understanding of what exactly are we trying to achieve here and what type of KPIs will be the right ones to give us the visibility for what we were trying to achieve. Yes, Um, you're absolutely right. Uh, When I talk to teams, like you said, that example you just gave is a perfect example of what happens. So you have people who you would look at their KPIs, um, you know, their boards. A lot of people now use various methods to be able to um, measure KPIs. And the most common one we find is the red, red, amber, green method that kind of shows you that red, it means that there's a problem. Green means that um, we're doing very well and amber is there issues and we have it. But you find you, you're very right. You go into a team and you find out that performance indicators are brilliant but the team is underperforming. And so what you find is that, as I said, they are measuring the wrong things. And a lot of times, like you said, the, 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 like the example that you gave, the reason why it's green is because a lot of times statistics can actually tell you, say what you want it to say. But if you then begin to uncover it and begin to look into behind those numbers, you then begin to find out, oh, I can understand why this is actually not telling me anything. Don't get me wrong, there is a place for lagging measures. Like the example you gave, you need to look at your bank account. But if you look at your bank account, what are you going to do about your bank account? That's where leading measures come in. That's where teams, organizations, and even in our daily lives, we begin. We need to look at things that we can measure that gives us an indicator that we're going to get to the success or the goals that we've set for ourselves. I like that, what you've just said, because I when I went through a career transition once I actually created a dashboard for myself a personal Mm. one (laughs) and I was spending time once a month I put it in my work calendar looking at certain measures so I I put in three I think it was three or four measures that I put in there which would show me whether I was uh, progressing the way I wanted to or whether I wasn't and then I would judge myself and I, I kept it fairly simple. So it was just green, mm. yellow or amber. <laughs> but at least it was something to track and say, how do I feel? Are yeah. things going the way <laughs> they're supposed to be going? So yeah. that's one of the most fascinating things I think about FBIs. Yeah. Once you get the hang of it, yeah. you can really apply them anywhere. Yeah. It's something you can apply. You can apply in, as you, as you said, in teams, in your personal life. I'll give a very... Um, easy example and I always give that example and I give that example at work as well and people are you know when you give real life examples people can really resonate with it um I give an example of weight loss um and it's one that a lot of people you know we all make new year's resolutions uh, the first of January gyms are always full everyone says I want to lose 50 kg and that's it it's 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 a measure you say I want to it's, it's a measurable measure isn't it as in you say there's a number I want to lose 50 kg but then what are you going to do to make you lose that 50 kg? And that's where the issue is because you can then lose that. You can lose 20 kg out of that 50 kg. But then what does that tell you? How do you then move forward from 20 to 30 to 35 to 45? And so you have leading measures to say things like, I will eat vegetables with every meal or I will reduce my portion sizes by about half or I would go... I would exercise five days a week. And then you begin to go into those measures where you can then begin to track and say, so by the time, you know what the example we gave earlier about your lagging measure is an indicator of your 
present predicament or your present uh, goal is an indicator of the choices that you've made. So when you look, say, for instance, in February, and you've looked at how you've been able to, you know, you have something or something like an accountability tracker that tells you I've exercised consistently for five days every week for the past eight weeks. There is a very, very high possibility that you would actually attain that goal of you saying, I want to lose 50 kg. You know, so it, it is having those. So uh, the leading indicators. So every as every day as you're ticking it off to say, okay, I've exercised today. I've eaten healthy today. I've exercised and I've eaten healthy today. It is making you walk towards that measure or that performance of me losing X amount of weight. And that's I really like the example you gave because it's really good. It doesn't. You don't need to keep weighing yourself every day. Yeah. If you follow the leading indicators yeah. and you actually do what you're supposed to do automatically. Yeah the results will come out. Yes. And one really good example of, because I think an area where I've seen people struggling with KPIs, you have a dashboard of 20 um, performance indicators, and then it's a whole big exercise, <laughs> bureaucratic exercise, yeah. keeping the dashboard yeah. up to date. So, but if you can find the right measure, yeah. then you most of the times don't need the others. Yeah. You just need the right one or two or three yeah. measures, and that's fine. So there was an example which was given in a continuous improvement manager training I attended a few years back. And the example was the Heathrow Airport. Mm. I think they had all of these measures and mm. it was still not helping their performance mm. until they realized the actual uh, indicator they needed to check was, I think, number of flights that left on time. Mm -hmm. So if the flight left on time, some of the other downstream performances yeah. would absolutely be okay yeah. and if you measured that one and you made sure that you mm. that that really met the target then you were fine so yeah. you didn't need all the other 50 indicators yes so, okay. yeah you are so right Tony, because um every time i go into a team sometimes as you said it's a very bureaucratic you would find i i in one of my old roles um we had a particular report that used to go to board and i'm not joking Tony. it was about 47 different measures within that pack that goes to the board you know this is going to the board and I, there was a day i just sat with my manager i was like who actually reads this 47 things no one's reading it because it, it, it get a lot of jargon gets lost in it so one of the first things i always do whenever i go into a team or i'm coaching a team to maybe set up a kanban board is you don't need maximum five measures at the very maximum i would say one two or three that can actually show you how you are performing as a team and another thing I also want to note here as well is something that I always um, say to teams as well is what are you, what exactly is the purpose of your team? And when I say purpose, I don't say what are the tasks that you perform? Why is your team here? And that is what, as in, I spend quite a lot of time trying to get people to think about, and it's, believe me, it's not simple as it sounds for people to think about the purpose of what, why you're here. People say, oh, and finance and we 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 we, we do transactions and like why do you what what's the reason why you do transactions yeah you, yes you do transactions but there's a reason why you do transactions and a lot of times if you're able to craft the purpose and you're able to get a really really succinct purpose of your team it's very easy for you to then be able to get the good measures because your measures will tell you if you are actually performing what your team is there to do so like you said the Heathrow Airport is a very good example um, about what is the most, what is core, what is essential for your team? What is, if your team isn't here, 
if your team doesn't come to work today, what's not going to happen? And that's what you should be measuring. Um, I also, I'll, I'll give you another quick example, like the call center. A call center is a call center, but at the heart of a call center, a call center is there to resolve customer queries. It's not there to, it's a call, the call center, but it's not there to take calls. Um, I don't know about you, I really do not like calling call centers. So for me to call a call center, I have a problem yeah. and I want that problem resolved. So you find call centers measuring how quickly a call ended, which is a good measure. So you'd be like, oh, wrap up, wrap up call in two minutes. But what's the point of you wrapping up a call in two minutes if as a customer, my issue hasn't been resolved? So we find people fixating on, you know, a lot of call centers as you go to, you will find them fixating on the amount of times that um, a call center agent spends on a call when they should actually be monitoring failure demand. How many times are people calling back? So if you wrap up a call... <laughs> Lots of people can relate <laughs> with that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's the point of wrapping up a call in two minutes and um, I'm going to come back tomorrow? I'd rather spend 10 minutes and I know that I never have to call you back again. And that's the purpose. And the, if you think about the purpose of the call center, the call center is not there just to pick up calls. It's there to resolve customer queries. So I think looking at the purpose of your team or what you're there to do is very important in crafting the right measures. And you're so right. So understanding what your core mission is, yeah. like going back to the very root, it's, it's something which is quite difficult for a lot of people mm-hmm. to do. But once you get that core mission, a lot of things become clear yeah. all of a sudden. Yes. Thank you for those examples. <laughs> those are really, really great examples. Yeah. So I want to come back to something you said when you started uh, talking. You were talking about going to a board and you, you saw some reports that had a lot of uh, KPIs on them. I think one thing that is worth saying in this uh, conversation is how different parts of the organization Mm. probably need different types of uh, dashboards and different types of measures, right? Yes, absolutely. Different levels of organization need different levels of APIs. So the higher you go in the hierarchy or structure of an organization, the more you begin to find more lagging measures as we say so what what does a board need to know when you have uh, an executive team for instance c-suite executives for instance want to know how their teams are doing you know so they want to know depending on you they for they want to know how they're doing um their cash flow for instance they want to know how they're doing with income they want to know how so the cfo for instance wants to know is our income balancing with our expenditure how are we what what's our margin what's value for money all of those things are kind of lagging measures because they're afterthoughts. But when you begin to come to the more operational parts of the business, what are they trying to do? They are trying to make the core objective. Remember I spoke about mission and core objective earlier. So you, as a team, as a more operational team, what you need to be measuring is how do we then contribute to those measures that go to the higher ups? Not that I'm saying that C-suite executives or um, like more senior management teams don't also need to have leading measures. It would be good for them to have leading measures. But the higher you go in an organization, you tend to have more lagging measures. But a good indicator at, within certain levels, as in, is for you to have a good mix of both leading and lagging measures. And so what I would always say, especially for core operational teams, I don't want to see if you have five measures, for instance, that you or or KPIs that you have, you should maybe just have one leading one and one lagging one. Sorry. Most of them should be leading because you're in the throes. Your your, your work is very day to day. You're, You're looking at how 
again, I think both of us are quite um, continuous improvement people as well. How can you have lagging measures? How are you improving? How are you going to be able to evidence that you're improving or you're continuously improving as a team if you don't have measures that tell you how you're doing, say, depending from week to week or from day to day or from month to month? Yes, absolutely. So I think the way I like to look at it is you, as an operational team, you need a KPI that drives you, yeah. that drives your performance, even though driving performance is not really always PC, but that <laughs> captures the essence yeah. of what I'm trying to say. Whereas as a, someone who is more higher up in the organization, yeah. you need a performance scorecard that tells you yeah. generally that your, your team is moving in the right yes. direction. Yes, yeah. Yes, and I think, yeah, you've kind of captured it. You're, you need something that tells you that your team is moving and you might probably not need to have as many details. Um, but yes. for operational teams, I know, as you said, it's not very PC, but the devil is in the detail, as in I, I, there is... <laughs> I know it's not very, very PC, like you said, but there needs to be some certain level of merciless measurement. Um, yes. There is a Peter Drucker quote that I really like that says... What doesn't get measured doesn't get done. Doesn't get absolutely. <laughs> I know that quote too. I say that, and it's absolutely true, right? Yes, and I apply it to every area of my life. As in, even though I work, and I know that sometimes you you, you can't measure to the hilt. But what I find is, if you don't measure something, you can't necessarily. It's very vague. You're like, oh, I want to sleep more. What do you mean by I want to sleep more? I want to sleep seven hours. I want to sleep six hours. If you don't measure it. How are you going to know whether you're meeting your mark or not? Absolutely. And it's when you start measuring that you start yes. getting a better understanding of actually yeah. what the real issues might be. So yeah. after you start measuring because you've set a clear goal, yes. all of a sudden you get clarity. And at some point, maybe you realize that you are measuring this wrong things yeah. or your goal was the wrong one <laughs> yes. in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I like what you said, uh, and it ties back to my example earlier about applying uh, KPIs to myself in a new job transition. Yeah. So I'm sure some of our um, listeners have had uh, K- have KPIs at work and they're probably thinking, okay, well, I, might, I have an issue with my KPI. Uh, how do you advise them to go about kind of troubleshooting what they're having and solving their issues? So I think the first thing, like I said, it's I always, and I know it sounds quite um, basic, but it's always go back to the purpose and the vision of what you're trying to achieve. What exactly are you trying to achieve? And, and then when you then think about what are you trying to achieve, you then look at the markers that would allow you know if you're achieving that particular goal. The harder part, even though it doesn't seem like it, is actually narrowing down what that mission is or what you're trying to achieve or what your team is trying to achieve. That tends to be the harder, slightly harder thing. As soon as you're able to narrow that down, then you begin to look for what would give you an indicator of how you... So this is, for instance, I, I, we want to get to this. Um, we want to have 50 million pounds. This is just an example. 50 million pounds in sales. How many units do we need to sell to get us to 50 million pounds in sales? Once you get that, how many... Then you begin to break it down to say, okay, for us to get 50 million pounds in sales by the end of December, it means we need to have X amount every month and we need to have X amount every week. So how then do we achieve that? What would be a leading indicator that we're able to say, do we need to make X amount of calls? Do we need to have X amount of operatives or consultants on the road? You know, those are the kind of things that then begin to tell you if you're going to make the 50 million or not. Because if you just say we want to make 50 million, 
you need to have a roadmap. So your measures need to be a sort of roadmap. So you know that, for instance, if we say 50 million, we need to make 10 million in sales every month um, or, or every quarter. And for us to do that, we need to have X amount of operatives or X amount of consultants or X amount of sales agents. For instance, in this COVID-19 situation, I have six of these people furloughed. Okay, that indicator begins to tell me that, okay, because I have six people followed or I have four people who are not available or four people who are sick, it's going to be very difficult for me to be able to make this 10 million by the end of the month. So what do I do? You then begin to, yeah, then able to, and, and measures again, they need to be, they're not meant to be static. They're meant to be ever evolving. So you can then say, okay, um, I don't have the capacity. Do I need to bring in more capacity or do we spread the capacity? And then that begins to allow you to make, you take action. It drives you to action. So your measures should drive you to action. So that's what our advice is. Begin to start with the purpose. Go from the purpose then to begin to say, okay, what can, there, can I then do to achieve this purpose? And then you then begin to see that. You're, 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 it then becomes a key performance because that word performance is very, very important. The performance and the indicator. Your performance then, it then indicates and begins to tell you how are we really performing as opposed to just... Um, having something that is a goal. So I think, as I said, know what the goal is and then that inf informs the measures. Absolutely. Thank you. And I think knowing what the goal is it gives you, it's not just a gut feeling that we're doing well. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> key facts and figures yes. <laughs> that will be propelling you towards the, your goal. Yes. <laughs> so I have a couple of book recommendations on this topic. Atomic Habits, which uh, I've mentioned, is one I can certainly recommend for sure. Uh, it's, not about, uh, it's not about KPIs, but I found a lot of things in there which would help you actually make sure you're, you're, going, you're driving your performance or whatever you're trying to achieve in the right way. So I found it useful. I don't know if you found it uh, the same. Yes, uh, it was. It was. It was. As in, like I said, we, 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 we had a bond or an affinity over books. That book, yeah. um, Atomic Habits, I have talked about it to everyone i did a blog post about it at work i i have it is one that is quite relatable to every area of life as a manager as an individual as a parent as anything you want to achieve i think it's a very good book that allows you because effectively what what i know people don't use the word habits when it comes to um work but you have work habits and so Absolutely. your measures would your work habits would your measures will drive your work habits and will drive behaviors. We, we both know totally that behaviors are one of the hardest things to change when you're, when you're implementing change. So habits, your habits would inform your behavior. So yes, it's an absolute must read for everyone. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's a book I recommend to everyone. It's one that if I could give it to everyone, I would. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a fantastic book. Yeah. I have a second recommendation. So if you're looking for hardcore information on KPIs, this is a book I got at the height of my frustration like three <laughs> or four years ago about KPIs. Uh, it's titled Key Performance Indicators, Developing, Implementing and Using Winning KPIs by David Parmenta. I found it really useful. Some people might find it a little bit academic, but I like to know the background of what I'm actually doing. So I really, really found it very insightful. Mm. That's a good book. So, fantastic. Thank you very much, Onida, oh, for joining. Thank you very much, Tolu. I really enjoyed this. Really, really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Yeah, before we go, uh, can you tell us about your book club? <laughs> okay, thank you very much. I wasn't expecting that, Tolu. Okay, so I, um, 
as Tolly said at the beginning of the podcast, I um, I run a book club in a community that myself and Tolly belong to. But then, um, obviously, that is within that community. I've, I've been having um, quite a number of calls from people around me and people just to say, you need to start a book club, you need to start a book club. So I'm starting a book club this month um, um, where we would have, um, we would choose a book for the month and we would um, meet via obviously we're in a virtual most of the things i do now are in a virtual environment we meet at at the end of the month um over a conference call discuss the book it's going to i i hope it's going to be quite informal we would have people talk about their thoughts about the book and one thing i love about book clubs is human beings we're all different and so we never read a book the same so we would all bring out different perspectives from the book and that's what i am hoping that we can begin to achieve and i also think as Atomic Habits also said, a lot of people struggle to read. Um, but if you have something some, something in the form of accountability in a book club, it drives people to read a bit more. So one of my the things that I hope to be able to do and encourage people and inspire people to do is see reading as something that they can actually enjoy. So that's what I hope the book club is going to be able to achieve for people who join it. Uh, and you're a fantastic book club uh, host, so oh. I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh. So where can people find? Shall I put a link in the yes. description? Yes, you for... can. Yeah, you can find me on um, Instagram, um, at Oyinda Malashosaya on Instagram. I'm, I'm still contemplating whether or not to open a separate account um, for the book club. But yeah, just you can find me on Oyinda Malashosaya on Instagram and on LinkedIn as well. Um, but I don't really talk about the book club on LinkedIn, but yeah, you can find me on both places. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Onida. So now it's your turn. Have you had any issues with key performance indicators? Uh, do you have any issues where key performance indicators could help you? What action are you going to take to change your lagging indicators to leading indicators going forward? I hope you found this insightful. Let me know. Send me your comments. Valuable? Please share. And until next time, take care. Stay safe. Bye.